This is Calgary Today with Angela Cocott on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. We we sort of thought the whole conversation was over in 2011 when councillors decided to remove fluoride from our drinking water. And remember, that was not an easy decision that was made because they had both sides saying yes, saying no, and in the end they said let's remove it. Well, now here it is, 2016, and we have three councillors saying that, you know what, maybe we have to look at the research again. Let's look at what the University of Calgary has done in relation to the dental health of young children since fluoride has been removed from the water. I wanted to bring in Dr. Larry Rather Stanley. Uh, Larry, sorry about that. He is a Calgary dentist and he has been involved in the fluoride debate for many years. Dr. Stanley, thanks so much for your time. Well, good afternoon and my pleasure. When did you first start talking about fluoride in the water? Well, uh, the... um Calgary's had a number of, of plebiscites on this issue, and I moved to here from uh, the after graduating from the University of Toronto in 1987. And, and uh, the first uh, plebiscite where the city, the citizens of Calgary, voted to have fluoride added to the water was 1989, and I was involved with the debates at that time. In 89, it was added, or this was just the plebiscite? I'm trying to remember. The, the, the plebiscite voted to have it in, yes. and it took two years to create the infrastructure for the plumbing and all that. And, and in 1991, uh, we started adding fluoride to our water. Um, there was another plebiscite again, I believe, in 98, and we voted to keep it in. Okay, so keep it in in 98. I'm trying to keep track because I yeah. do remember, I was always thinking, wait, did were those plebiscites held and then it was taken out? So 91 really was the beginning then of fluoride in our water. Correct. And it stayed in through that plebiscite in 98 That's and right. then things changed in 2011 then? That's right. So 20 years we had, we had fluoride added to our water for 20 years. What did you see? Okay, you just moved from University of Toronto, you said, and you were a young dentist in 1987. Yes. So let's say 91 was, I'm just trying to do the figuring out the years here. So during that 91, that 20 years, what did you notice for dental health of your young patients? Well, um, I grew up uh, in, I'm a Toronto boy originally. I grew up in Toronto. uh, Toronto started uh, adding fluoride to the water in 1961. And uh, I grew up in a in a in a, uh, a low cavity incident city uh, through my formative years, and then I'm I'm a dental student in the city, and they had trouble at the dental school finding kids who had cavities for us to work on, so we could learn how to treat children as dental students, and almost all the children we treated were immigrants. People who had moved to Canada had had grown up in non-fluoridated communities in areas that had uh, uh, poor oral hygiene um, uh, as, a, as a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. And, and so those were the kids we were treating. I came out here and uh, shortly after, uh, I was with uh, the Canadian Forces at the time, so I wasn't treating a lot of kids initially, but when I, when I retired from the Forces in 1990 and started working um, in, uh, in the North Hill Shopping Mall at the Dentrix Clinic there, um, I started seeing kids. And one of the things that surprised me, because the fluoride hadn't been added yet, we'd yeah. voted for it, but it hadn't occurred yet, 
was how quickly, when a child got a cavity, how quickly it went from a small cavity to bombed out and you needed to remove the tooth in, in weeks to months, whereas it would take a couple of years in a similar fluoridated community like in Toronto. That's what I was used to. And things happened so fast. Then we added fluoride to the water and things changed. And, and, and those who are... Um, uh, who have different experiences, who are, are not necessarily pro-fluoride, say, well, you know, people take better care of themselves. And, that, and that's true. Not everybody benefits from having fluoride in the water to the same extent. But the vulnerable communities, the, 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 the children, especially children whose diets aren't so good because their societal economic status, um, um, seniors, the seniors are, the, are we're always talking about kids, but the other end of the spectrum are seniors with multiple medications, dry mouths, um, limited dexterity as they age, their ability to clean their mouths isn't the same, their diets are changing. They're having horrible cavity problems since they removed the water from the from the the removed the fluoride from the water, and no one's talking about them and how it's affecting them. Sadly, most people probably think, "Oh, you're a senior. Do you even have your real teeth?" You know, I mean, and that's such a misconception. But that's that's an an important thing to point out as well. What's the big? uh, How much do we put in the water? How much did we put in the water? Fluoride naturally occurs in the Calgary water, depending on the season, anywhere from 0.15 to 3 parts per million. Mm-hmm. And we were adding, uh, sorry, not uh, some, from point, um, zero, so from 0.1 to 0.3 parts per million. Okay. And we were adding it to make it up to 0.7 parts per million. To 0.7 parts Correct. per million. Correct. Uh, and even just that much was made, made enough it, to make a big difference. difference. Yeah. And it used to be higher. Uh, in the early 90s, it was, it was at 1 and 1.2. But studies were showing that if we went as low as 0.7 parts per million, and it was a study released by the uh, Center for Disease Control in Atlanta in the U.S. in the, in the, in the late 1990s, um, then uh, communities that were adding fluoride to the water uh, pretty well across the board went to new standards and lowered the amount, and we were getting the same results. Dr. Stanley, you were saying that really when you take the fluoride out of the water, the groups that are most impacted are probably the lower socioeconomic groups, seniors. Now, part of that deal when we removed it in 2011 was the $750,000 a year cost. That was supposed to be turned back into special funding for groups that actually help low-income families so that those children get proper dental care. Is that not enough? It's not enough. And why? Um, I had a conversation with... uh, uh, David Swan, the Alberta Liberal leader, had a, um, a, a um, town hall meeting on this subject, and, and one of the people, uh, a couple of people speaking, um, are the public health dentists who work in the city of Calgary. And um, uh, generally, they were talking about the city of Calgary used to have, I think, six public health dental clinics to provide um, uh, dental care for uh, the vulnerable communities, the, the low-income children, um, uh, people on age, um, the, the severely handicapped, uh, those populations. There's now only two of those clinics in the city instead of six. 
Um, they have waiting lists uh, that are three to six months long because the manpower isn't there. Do you think we need another plebiscite? Uh, I hope we do. Mm. I'm disappointed that the, that the citizens voted to have it in not once but twice, yeah. and our city councillors decided without putting it to a vote they could have waited one year and had it because the, the, right, the cost was, the mm-hmm. election was only months after they decided to remove it. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't they have waited to have a plebiscite then? Well, we've got an election coming up next year. Yes, we do, and I'm and I'm hoping that um, as, as the evidence has built over the last five years, that, uh, that things change. And, I, and I'm hoping that we continue not just focusing on the impact it has on kids, but on our seniors as well. And here's the other thing, Dr. Stanley, you're a dentist. Yes. Really, you should be the one saying, hey, let's just keep things the way they are, because you're probably doing well with more kids coming in with cavities. Well, I would, I would much prefer to see our young people grow up cavity-free. And you know I was being facetious. Oh, of course I know. not. But you know what? I know, Someone's but saying, I Wait do a... get that comment all the time. <laughs> Dr. Stanley, th- th- thanks for a bit of the history on this. And you know what? We'll be talking about it again. I think I, I believe we should put it to a vote. And I think next year would be the perfect time. Dr. Stanley, thanks again. My pleasure. Dr. Larry Stanley joining us. He is a Calgary dentist, so you've heard dentists, so you've heard that. And here's the question I'm throwing out because we've got about 15 minutes left in this half hour, and I'd like to just hear from you. I think we should have a vote. We should put it to the people again. We should not let councillors make this decision. It affects all of us. 974-TALK, 974-8255. And we'd save money if we held this during the next municipal election. Text 770-770 back after this. Calgary Today with Angela Cocott. Weekdays at 3 on News Talk 770 Calgary.